welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fools Podcast. Week 13's over. You got me and Brandon here, and LSAO's nowhere to be found. Yeah, the 49ers lost Jimmy G. We lost LSAO G. I think we're both <laughs> going to be just fine. Uh, he'll be back with us later on, but uh, for this episode, it's just us. We do have his picks. Don't worry. We'll have him at the end there. Uh, how are your fantasy teams doing after week 13? Yeah, so i uh, got four leagues, and I think I'm going to make the playoffs hopefully in all four. They're all in contention, so no uh, teams that have bottomed out, so that's been nice, uh, but very stressful at the same time. So we're getting into the crunch weeks here, playoffs starting in the next couple of weeks, and uh, you know, got to win a few games to get in, so definitely some, some nervous time right now. Uh, yeah, I, I am ridiculous, and I did six leagues this year, which was... Uh, Probably not great, not a great idea. But I, I won all six matchups last week, and uh, I'm going to the playoffs in three, possibly four. So, okay. Uh, that'll be fun. Solid. Uh, yeah, and well, actually, I include that. I was going to say, are you counting balls deep? I, I wasn't. I was counting it, but technically, <laughs> yeah. I, it's not. It's definitely not given I because think uh, win, win win one and you're in. I think, but yeah. yeah, nothing's a given in that league. It's 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 so close. Um, so yeah, let us know how many leagues you're in. Uh, we do have a, um, website, uh, the fantasy football Go check us out there. Uh, you can listen to the podcast there. It has the link to our YouTube page. Uh, if you want to watch us talk, cause yeah, that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, you can, um, ask us questions over there too. Uh, all right, let's get into some... Oh, son of a... That's going to leave a mark. And injuries. So, Jimmy G broke his foot. I think you know that already. Uh, He could return for the postseason, they're saying. That's not going to happen. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'd be curious. I think that, obviously... So, yeah, Jimmy G out for fantasy purposes. Uh, Brock Purdy is in as the new quarterback there. Um, And from what I saw last week, again, I watched a lot of that game against Miami... Um, which they won even without Jimmy G with him getting hurt early in the first quarter. Uh, and Brock Purdy kind of looks like Jimmy G. Um, didn't take a lot of chances, tried to play under control, and he looked fine for uh, for a young quarterback. So um, from a fantasy perspective, I don't think you lose a whole lot. Um, I think he's still going to be kind of checking the ball down to CMC, throwing you know underneath to, to the talented uh, wide receiver and tight end core around him. Um, but again, bigger picture, obviously the Niners have Super Bowl aspirations with Great offense, great defense, and I think you'd rather have the, the veteran presence of Jimmy G um, as opposed to, you know, uh, a rookie and Brock Purdy kind of playing in the playoffs. So, again, for fantasy, I, I I think it's literally kind of what you've got before is what you're going to continue to get, and I don't see a big drop-off coming from the 49ers skill players. No, I agree. They have too many good people on that team. Uh, and, yeah, Brock was bringing the rock. Let's make that a thing, so. <laughs> Lamar Jackson sprained PCL, uh, not likely to play this week. Uh, it could be out one to three weeks. That's the normal timeline for this injury. Uh, how's Huntley? Yeah, so, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I think he's, you know, Lamar Jackson light. He's kind of a, a similar player. But as I look at what Lamar Jackson's done the last several weeks, uh, hasn't been a great quarterback. So weeks two and three, he scored 49 and 43 points. And since then, he hasn't done anything too significant. Weeks of 12, 14, 15, 6, 22, 16, 12, 23, and then negative 2 last week when he got hurt. Um, so he's not a guy that I think you were super confident starting anyways. 
Um, so if you had Lamar Jackson and he was your quarterback, I think you're either trying to stream, which there's, there's some good options that we can certainly talk about later. Um, but again, I think Tyler Huntley can give you what Lamar Jackson was the last several weeks. So he's going to be the quarterback that gets you some, some rushing yards and kind of sets that floor. Um, and then again, the, the passing offense hasn't been great with Lamar. So I don't think it'd be great with um, Huntley either, but I don't think you were getting these huge numbers from Lamar Jackson. So I think it's something that Huntley can kind of replicate if that's kind of all that's left on the waiver wire uh, as you decide to pick up a quarterback. Uh, yeah, Lamar is the uh, sixth-ranked quarterback, I believe. So he's been decent, uh, but you know, not his normal top-five performance. Uh, Trevor Lawrence' foot may not play. So I don't know if you saw that injury uh, against Detroit. It looked really bad. Um, he like spun around like he was on a carousel or something. I'm like, oh my god, he's out for the year. I thought he was super injured, and, and I, I picked him up last week because I'm kind of in this streaming quarterback season for myself. And so he was the guy I picked up last week against Detroit. Had that injury right before halftime, and I said, oh, God, he's done. I'm, like, looking at my points. He's with, like, four points at the time. And I'm, like, God, I'm going to get four out of my quarterback. And all of a sudden, he came back out in the second half and looked fine. So, um, again, I don't know if that was adrenaline or what happened. And then now it's been a few days, and maybe he's sore. I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, certainly something to keep an eye on. But it looked a lot worse than, I think, whatever it ended up being. Yeah, um, we'll see if he plays. But it's probably a good idea to, to keep him out if it's uh – you know, a long-term thing. Uh, just let him heal up and bring him back. Uh, Odell Beckham, ACL tear, of course we know. Uh, the Cowboys were not convinced that he has fully recovered, and I think he just came out saying that he may uh, be able to play in five weeks or something like that. Yeah, potentially. I think, yeah, they were talking about January as a return date. So, again, no fantasy relevance there. So, if you have him, get rid of him. Um, but as far as, you know, he might be a playoff audition for an NFL team. Um, so, maybe that's something there. But for the purposes of fantasy, obviously, you know, we need to see it before we uh, kind of see what he looks like. Maybe for next year. But I don't think you can get anything out of him this year. Uh, Cortland Sutton, hamstring day to day. Ryan Tannehill ankles because both of them were messed up. Is that up. plural? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I guess he had a right ankle injury uh, going into the game. And then he uh, injured his left ankle, but he he said they're both okay and he's going to be good to go. Uh, Greg Dortch thumb. Uh, he practiced. Rondale Moore was not at practice at all. Uh, that was just an update. I mean, it, it, these it, were those are deep. Deep Cardinals receivers, I think. Obviously, you're only playing Hopkins and, and Marquise Brown there, but uh, certainly some deeper leagues that might be relying on these guys where, uh, you know, I don't know that you can play them, obviously, if they're injured, but just kind of keep a, keep status on that if these are guys that you do have to play. And if you do, I, I feel bad for you. And we're recording this episode on Wednesday this week. So um, Wednesday's a, you know, sometimes a lot of people don't practice on Wednesday. It's kind of a rest day. So uh, I wouldn't worry about it yet until maybe Thursday and Friday if he doesn't show up. Up, Patrick Mahomes, a bruised foot. He's expected to practice this week and play. Kadarius Tony is practicing uh, until he gets hurt again. Mark Ingram, MCL tear. Uh, he's out for the year. Yeah, I think sure. this this one's kind of important. Um, I don't know if you saw the ugly game on Monday night between the Bucks and and the Saints, but he got injured and then he came back in and played and he like caught that reception and ran out of bounds prior to getting the first down, which could have potentially put the game away. Yeah. Um, prevented that the Brady comeback. Um, so one, I don't know what he was doing in there anyways, if he was already hurt. And two, why are they throwing him the ball when they have a much better receiving option at running back in Alvin Kamara? So that was a, a, kind of interesting. So um, again, Ingram had been getting a, a lot of carries there in New Orleans. So I'm curious to see if that if the volume goes up for Alvin Kamara, who's been a, a big disappointment the last several weeks. 
Von Miller, uh, we don't usually talk about defensive players on here, but um, that's a big one, ACL tear. Uh, that's going to affect uh, their defense even more. Yeah, out for the year, um, certainly a big uh, – kind of a piece that they added as they make that Super Bowl push this year. So that'll be a big loss for them, uh, especially as we get closer to the postseason. Uh, and, and the Bills started with a really, really good defense, and they're just kind of not doing as well anymore. Yeah, they've gotten uh, hit with a ton of injuries. Yeah. This is obviously another one there. But, yeah, again, we've talked about them all year long, Super Bowl aspirations. So hopefully they can kind of put that together and, and, and really make that jump this year. Corey Davis has the flu, and he's not practicing today. Michael Cardi, Michael Carter, ankle, was a full participant Tua was limited with an ankle injury, and Josh Jacobs has a calf injury and a quad injury, and he's had it for several like, weeks. Yeah, he's been and he's limited, the last but he's still going to get you like so many points. weeks, and he's been great every week. Obviously, he if he plays, you're playing him, no questions asked. Um, he just keeps popping up on the injury report, but keeps playing. Jalen Hurts was the top fantasy quarterback yet again. 29 for 39, 380 yards, three touchdowns, five rushes for only 12 yards and a touchdown. I loved that uh, they said, you know what? Uh, you have a good run defense, so we're just going to throw the ball. And Jalen Hurts can throw, he can run, and he can get the job done. So good job there. Wide receiver of the week, Devontae Adams, eight catches, 177 yards, two touchdowns, got you 30 fantasy points. And uh, honorary mention to the number two, A.J. Brown in that wonderful revenge game. Eight catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns, and he got the coach, or the, yeah, the, the GM got GM fired. fired. Yeah, that, that traded him away. And he, he had the one play, too, where he caught it, almost touchdown, was out of bounds, and the very next play they hit him for another touchdown. So, um, again, big revenge game. We talked about it afterwards. He was you know, a little more fired up to play in that game, and he kind of showed Tennessee uh, what they were missing. Uh, Tony Pollard, 12 rushes, 91 yards, two touchdowns, two catches, 15 yards. Uh, he was the number one running back of the week with 22 points. Yeah, I'm a big Tony Pollard fan. This is, the, this is a pro Tony Pollard podcast. I think we've established that. Um, he's yeah. outstanding. He's so good. Um, and they play the Texans this week. So look for that to continue, both him and Zeke, who both have been very good. It's crazy because Pollard you know, went off and then still... When yeah. Zeke was at the goal line, the, whole, the yeah. whole crowd was just chanting, yeah. Zeke, Zeke. And, and when you score 54 points, there, there's plenty of fantasy stats to go around. Yeah. Uh, Cam Akers is the honorable mention I have on here. He was the fourth running back of the week. 17 rushes, 60 yards, and two touchdowns. Is this going to continue going forward? So, I I don't think so. Um, there's not a lot you can trust with the Rams, obviously. you know Their, their offense has not been good since... With, with all the injuries, uh, they added Baker Mayfield. I don't know if that does anything. Probably not. Um, again, I don't know if, you know, I would be shocked if um, I felt confident starting Cam Akers um, on a week where, you know, if you need to win to get into the playoffs or once you get to the playoffs, like zero confidence. Like the, his own team tried to get rid of him and they couldn't. And so now they're playing him. And again, he was good last week, but I, it, I, I don't think you can rely on that moving forward. Um, I just wonder if they're just going to run the ball now and say, all right, we're, might, we're pretty much done. So uh, if you get the touches, you may get some yards. But, yeah, that's a iffy, iffy play for you there. Tight end of the – well, okay, no tight ends were great this week. I just like to say that right off the bat here. So that's good and bad. So it means a tight end did not, you know, kill your week going against you, but also you did not have a tight end that won your week. Uh, unless you had Taysom Hill, maybe he helped a little bit. 35 yards, one touchdown, 10 points, or no offense. 
42 yards, one touchdown, 10 points. I think that shows you how bad the tight end position is. Like, this is crazy in that, that those are the top scoring tight ends of the week. I'm looking at, at our um, at our league and the top scoring tight ends for the weekend, the top four are all free agents because nobody owned them. Number five, I actually just picked up this week. But it's like, yeah, five, six, probably like eight of the top 10 like aren't even owned. And that's, that's just, so crazy. Yeah, how bleak the tight end position is. Uh, kicker... Uh, Michael Badgley got you 19 points, and Greg Zerloin got you 19 points. And the funny thing about those two is uh, they were going against the same opponents as the top two last week. So Jacksonville and Minnesota, if you have kickers against those teams. yeah. Uh, And then the defense, also the same opponent from last week. The Houston Texas was the opponent. Cleveland was the defense that got you zero sacks. But two interceptions, three touchdowns, two fumble recoveries, a fourth down stop for 31 points. Points. Yeah, they were in my lineup. They were outstanding. Um, again, you you kind of you picked them up because they were playing Houston, and you were hoping to get like a touchdown, and they ended up getting three. I mean, their offense didn't even score a touchdown, but the defense and special teams combined for three. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things that you can just always start your defenses against Houston. And coming up this week will be this next defense that we're talking about, Dallas. And oh my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be a They're actually good. Like Cleveland's like an okay defense. Dallas is a legit defense. Uh, Yeah, they were second on the week. They played Indy, uh, three sacks, three interceptions, two fumble recoveries, and a touchdown for 20 points. And they're playing, you said it, Houston. It's going to be a mess. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they score 30 points. Like, honestly, they're just going to eat them alive. Uh, you know what? I mean, who's the third running back on that team? Because <laughs> they, yeah, they may Malik score a Davis. touchdown. Yeah. yeah, and I think he actually scored last week in the game. There we go again. Yeah. Uh, maybe balls we'll, to the wall, Malik Davis. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. You blew it. Fantasy face plant. Quarterback Russell Wilson. Broncos country. Let's ride. He got you seven points. That's pretty good. I was going to say, that <laughs> seems high for him, and I feel like he's been on this uh, this list quite a few times. Um, Deshaun Watson, uh, 12 for 22, 131 yards, zero touchdowns, seven rushes for 21 yards. He got you four points. So, again, we talked about him not playing football for about two years, and... I was under the assumption that, you know, he'd be a little rusty, take a little bit of time, but I didn't expect him to be that bad. Again, they were playing Houston. So what, I mean, that's a great matchup, right? You're excited to start him. I'm sure people started him if they had some quarterback issues. We've obviously had some injuries lately. Lamar Jackson is now down. Jimmy G's down. We've lost Stafford. We've lost a few other guys. So I'm assuming he was in a lot of lineups and you cannot be happy about that performance. Um, I think we all expected more. We didn't quite get it. But again, it's been a couple years. It takes some time. Um, so I'd be very curious to see what he looks like as he moves forward and kind of gets a lot more game action under his belt. But that was a, a pretty terrible performance that they still somehow won without doing anything offensively. It showed you that he hasn't paid, played football in a very long time. Absolutely. Hopefully that's all it was. But. Right. Uh, why does or, he... or, or it's karma, right, for being yeah. a terrible yep. human being. Yep, that could be it also. Wide receiver Amari Cooper, four for 40 yards. Yeah, which, Four points. I mean, if Deshaun Watson was your quarterback, that's almost a good week, I guess, with the week that he had. So, uh, yeah, again, I think I think those, I think both of those guys continue to get better um, as they, you know, get more in rhythm, get more in sync, and kind of just have some more live game action with one another. Uh, Derek Henry, 38 total yards, three points, played Philly. And Alvin Kamara, 37 total yards, three points, played Tampa Bay. They both played, 
you know, good defenses. So uh, there you have it. But still, you're looking for more from them, even against a good defense. So they were some face plants of the week. Tight end George Kittle. There's a lot of tight ends that were face plants, but he got you two points again. Yeah. He got you two points last week, too. You have him, right? I do have him. But it's, again, we talked about, like, like who else are you going to pick up, right? The tight ends all suck. Yeah. You're hoping to get a touchdown. Um, I, I am kind of curious to see what he looks like now with Purdy at quarterback. Again, I think he maybe takes the safer throws, throws a little bit more underneath. I think they try to scheme some things for some easy completion. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kittle um, does look better over the next few weeks. But I'm also a little concerned, which is why I picked up a backup tight end um, in Dolchitz from uh, Denver. You know, I was wrong about – oh, no, no, I was right about Russell Wilson, seven points. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's talk about a couple of these guys right here. Can I want to ask you a question. Can yeah. you drop these guys going into, you know – the weeks moving up to the playoffs and in the playoffs. Sure. Um, are they droppable at this point in the season, or are you keeping them? Remember, we're in an eight-team league, but there are 10s, 12s, 14s out there. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Actually, I'm in a 12-team league, also a couple of them. Uh, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver, Houston Texan. Yeah, so I'm going to preface all of these by saying, obviously, it depends like what else you have on your roster, right? That's going to be first and foremost, but... Uh, Brandon Cooks, yeah, you can dump him. Uh, here's his points since week five. Two, four, seven, zero, three, seven, five, zero. Uh, no double-digit weeks. Um, obviously, their offense has struggled. They're now going uh, back to Davis Mills at quarterback. Um, the guy that I think, again, I, I, I think you could drop Brandon Cooks, and if you're desperate for a wide receiver, I think you pick up Nico Collins on his own team, who's actually a better receiver than him. I'd rather have Nico Collins than Brandon Cooks uh, moving forward. But I don't want to play either one of them, but I'm certainly not playing Cooks. So, yes, he's droppable. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, the Giants. Now, here, is this right? <laughs> I'm looking up Tony's uh, points here. And week one, he had two points. And then he had zero, 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 zero. By week, one point, 14 points, Zero, 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 zero. That's he's really played three games. Yeah, and he never plays, right? He's always hurt. He's injured. He's like, I'm trying to figure out what the best analogy of it. He's he's like we envision him to be this great player, um, but literally he never plays. Like this is every season of his career is you know one or two good games, and you're like, ah, oh, he could be really good, but you're like, yeah, he can't stay healthy. So it's um, like Josh Gordon. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think we made that comparison. Yeah, several weeks ago too. Um, so he's a guy that you envision being great, but he's not a guy you can trust. Like, absolutely not. I'm never, ever, ever playing him, um, in a game that, you know, I need to win. So he's fun to own. You like to have kind of that sexy toy on your bench, but it's like, you never really want to have to use him. James Robinson, uh, running back jets. Yeah. I also think he's droppable. So he was very intriguing, obviously in Jacksonville, he was kind of the guy for a little while with ETN. Um, they trade him to the Jets, and you're like, okay, right? The Jets lost Brees Hall. You're like, James Robinson's coming in. He's going to be the guy. Um, and he just simply hasn't. Uh, they have Michael Carter, who's been a little bit banged up. Uh, they have our boy Bam Knight that we talked about last week as well. Bam! Um, they they just like them more. Um, and so I think James Robinson, absolutely droppable. I think at best he's running back three right now on that team. Uh, Van Jefferson... <laughs> I, you could drop everybody from the Rams, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yep. Uh, moving on, DeAndre Carter. 
Yeah, so this one's kind of intriguing. Um, he's been okay with the with the Chargers. Again, they were so banged up at receiver. Mike Williams was out for a while, still out. Uh, Keenan Allen finally came back, and he actually looks good. Um, and then Josh Palmer's kind of been the guy there. So uh, DeAndre Carter, I think, at best is kind of the fifth target, right? If you think about Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, those guys are getting more targets than Carter. So he's only the fifth best option on his own team. Uh, so right now, due to the health coming back on that team, finally, uh, I don't think he's a playable player. So I would drop uh, DeAndre Carter. He does have um, Tennessee Week 15, and they are um, a yeah, horrible. You, you can throw on defense. Yep. Uh, Michael Pittman, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. So I almost want to defer this one to you. I know you have him. So obviously, high expectations coming into the year, right? And he's. Got a few good games, but again, you can't rely on him. But if you're, and they're on bye this week, I think, um, which we should talk about that too. Six teams on a bye week, week yes. 14. NFL, come on. You can't do that to us. Week um, 14. I know it's brutal, yeah, man. People no, are going to, this is going to no point. make or break people's playoffs here. Yeah. So Pittman, I would say no in the sense that I don't know how many better receivers you're going to pick up or with the potential to be better. Um, but I do think that. He's a guy that gets a ton of targets. Um, so I would say it like this. If you're in a PPR league, I think you hang on to him because he gets a lot of targets, gets a lot of catches, so he's getting you some free points that way. Um, if you're not, then obviously it depends, you know, what's available on, on the waiver wire. But I think he's probably the best player on this list that we've gone through so far. Um, and so I, if you're desperate, you need something, of course, he's droppable. But um, I think you could do worse than, than what he's been doing lately. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's on my team, and and I look every week and I say, oh, who am I going to get? And we're in an eight, eight team league, so you know, it, there's got to be good. But no, there's really not that many good people out there. You know, I pick up a couple, but I just I can't drop him quite yet because he has the potential. Um, although week sixteen he has the Chargers, week seventeen he has the Giants. If you're playing that week seventeen uh, playoff matchup, so. Uh, but week 15, he has Minnesota. So, you know, it's, yeah, let's uh, see what happens. I'm hanging on to him through the bye week, and uh, we're going to go from there unless something happens where someone's going to give me a bunch of points. Deontay Johnson, I had him at one point also, wide receiver from Pittsburgh. He gets a ton of targets. Um, so, uh, but he never he never does anything with him is the problem. Do you know how many touchdowns he has this year? Zero. Zero. He has the most targets in the league without a touchdown. Um, and that's crazy. He, I mean, he's literally getting nearly double-digit targets every single week. Here's his targets since week one. 12, 10, 11, 4, 13, 7, 10, 9, 5, 5, 8, 11. So the ball's getting thrown his way. Um, he's just, yeah, not doing a ton with it. A lot of underneath stuff. Zero touchdowns. So at some point, you think regressions, positive regression is going to come into into play, and he's going to get a touchdown. But I mean, it's been thirteen weeks; he hasn't done it yet. What's going to change that now? But I mean, the only thing I'm looking at is uh, I'm looking at the matchups here, and they're all red and and white or gray or whatever that mid section is. And then come week thirteen, this past week, he had six points against Arizona, uh, the sixth you know ranked uh, defense against wide receivers, and then he has Baltimore. A couple of rough ones in there, and then he has Baltimore again at week 17. So there's potential, but again, he hasn't done anything with it. So um, I think that he is an interesting wide receiver to have on your team, but it is definitely a crapshoot. I'll say this. I don't think he goes the whole year without scoring a touchdown. The problem is you just don't know which week it's coming, yeah. right? 
That's going to be the week that you bench him, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Drake London, uh, another one of my wide receivers uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, he's a tough one. Um, again, it's going to depend upon what's out there, what you can do, what you need. Um, hasn't been in double figures since weeks two and three. Um, he hadn't been getting a lot of targets either, a lot of volume. That changed last week. 12 targets, six catches, 95 yards. Um, so is that a sign of things to come? We don't know. Now he's on a buy this week too. So um, it looked like there was something there um, with the last week. But again, you've got to wait now. And then we get to week 15. He's at New Orleans. Week 16 at Baltimore. Week 17 against Arizona. So maybe. Um, but it's just so hard. If you have to win, it's hard to trust a guy who you just haven't seen it from for such a long time. I think that, that he is a good receiver. I just think that they don't throw the ball enough and they don't throw it um, down the field. So that's your problem. But like you said, rookies are better after their buy. It just happened to be he had a week 14 buy. So uh, he's going to come back. And, and uh, I'd say don't drop him. But again, he's not going to win you championships. So uh, if you need to pick up somebody else, go ahead and do that. Yeah, and just a bigger kind of football conversation. Atlanta's a team that interests me kind of in the offseason. Uh, the last two years, they spent top 10 picks on wide receiver Drake London, on tight end Kyle Pitt. So the weapons are there. They just, you know, they don't have the quarterback with Marcus Mariota. But I... I think there's something there. Like you don't invest those high of draft picks on guys if you don't plan on using them. Um, so I'd be very curious to see what they look like next year because there are weapons to be used in that offense. Uh, yeah, you'd think that they can only get up, go up, but uh, we will see. All right, uh, let's talk about some pickups that uh, you may want to go after uh, for this week 14 and moving into the fantasy playoffs. So we we. Um, in our eight-team league, we have playoffs uh, weeks 16, 17, uh, but most of you, oh, well, actually, mo- uh, in our other leagues, too, we have 15, 16, 17. So um, you got one more game, right? Uh, and then that's it. Then it's crunch time. Yeah, crunch time. win or go home. So uh, let's talk about a couple of these guys here. Um, you are streaming quarterbacks. I, oh, yes. Actually, where are we at? Yeah, we're at quarterbacks. Yeah, top yeah I feel um, like we're talking to me right now. So, let's move. Let's start with the first one here. Jared Goff, 49% rostered. He's got Minnesota, the Jets, and Carolina in the next three games. Yeah, so love Jared Goff this week. Um, Minnesota's a team that you can throw the ball on. Uh, I think they're second worst in the league in giving up passing yards. They gave up almost 400 last week to Mike White. They gave up 270 the week before to Mac Jones. Um, and Jared Goff like actually plays on a good passing offense. So, um, love him this week. I don't love the matchup the following week at the Jets. Uh, that, that That's a really good defense. Um, and then Carolina the week after is okay. Um, so I think you can do worse than Jared Goff. And again, if you're one of those teams that just got an injury with somebody like Lamar Jackson or if you were playing Jimmy G in a 12-team league or something like that and Jared Goff's available, absolutely go pick him up. Um, I, I, I love the weapons he has too, right? We've seen Amon Ross St. Brown. DeAndre Swift is getting healthy. Uh, Jamison Williams is coming back from his ACL. Uh, DJ Chark had a really good week last week. Like, there's a lot of weapons for Goff to do that, and that offense scores a lot of points. So, I I do really like Goff as a uh, streaming option if you need a quarterback. Mike White, 21% owned. Um, he has Buffalo this week, which is a tough matchup. But then he's got Detroit and Jacksonville, which could be very interesting for your playoffs if he stays the starter. Yeah. Um, I think he does. So I think, yeah, again, this is a tough week at Buffalo. Um, obviously a good defense there, but yeah, 
weeks 15 and 16, you mentioned it. Detroit and Jacksonville, both at home, too, which I think it certainly helps. Um, he's another guy that has really good weapons around him, right? We like Garrett Wilson. We like Corey Davis. They have Elijah Moore. They have uh, Bam Knight, Michael Carter, some good pass-catching running backs. Tyler Conklin, like, he's got weapons around him. He's looked really good the last uh, couple weeks ago. He looked good. He didn't look great against Minnesota, but he threw for a ton of yards. He threw 57 times. So that's a high-volume passing offense, um, and we've seen it from him, right? Last year he had some, some, some big moments. This week he's had some big moments. So, again, I don't like him this week, but I like that matchup against Detroit absolutely next week. Uh, and then Jacksonville the week after. So I really like those matchups. Um, I think you can do worse than having Mike White uh, those two weeks. But again, I think the hard thing is it's like it's hard to trust Mike White, right? You're like, oh, my God, I have to win. I'm going to play Mike White, but I'm going to play him over established guys like Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. But let's like, yeah, you're probably going to do it because yeah. those guys haven't done it all year. And I mean, if you had Lamar, you know, absolutely you pick up someone. Absolutely. Uh, which brings us to our next Tyler Huntley. Uh, we talked about him a little bit. Um, he has Pittsburgh, which is a great matchup, Cleveland, and Atlanta. Yeah, so I like the Atlanta matchup the most. Um, again, we don't know how long Lamar's out, right? He said I think one to three weeks was yeah. like the diagnosis. Um, and Huntley, we mentioned, he has kind of the floor of he's going to give you some rushing numbers. So I think you can count on some of those things. So, again, I think it kind of depends on what you need. And if you, you know, you're looking for 15, 20 points out of your quarterback, I think he's a guy that can do that because he could certainly do it with his legs. Uh, we saw him do it last year when he filled in for Lamar Jackson, too. He, uh, I saw some, something today, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but Mark Andrews was actually better with Tyler Huntley per game than he was with Lamar Jackson last year. So maybe that helps increase his value a little bit. Um, the Ravens offense just hasn't been as good this year as I think we all anticipated or has been in years past. Um, so maybe Huntley this week with a full week of practice, knowing he's a starter, um, them, you know, putting in the game plan with plays specifically for him, maybe that helps him to improve a little bit. Um, so I would, if we're ranking these streamers, I guess I'd have them in the order that we have them right now. I'd go Goff, White, and then Huntley. Um, so I wouldn't take him above those other two guys. But again, I think there's a safe floor with his rushing ability. And we'll go over one more here. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, he had a decent week this week. He looked okay. But he's playing Tampa Bay and then Seattle and then Washington, which are all, you know, pretty de decent defenses there. So uh, he's 0% rostered, by the way, in, in Yahoo League. So you can definitely pick him up. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Again, I think like a deep league and you're desperate if you're in a, you know, 12 or 14 team super flex league where you're like just trying to pick up anything. I mean... You've seen the weapons, right? He's got McCaffrey. He's got Kittle. He's got Ayuk. He's got Sam. He's got great weapons around him. Kyle Shanahan's done a lot with not very good quarterbacks. I think Nick Mullins was one of the uh, was a quarterback that that succeeded under him. I forget, and I, again, I hear this stat and I can't remember it entirely, but it's something along the lines of like quarterbacks in their first like sixteen games, like yards per game or something. It's like Patrick Mahomes in his first sixteen career games. And it's like Nick Mullins is like number two all time in wow. like yards. So. Kyle Shannon does a good job of of crafting his offense around what he has. And again, with the weapons that he has there, like Jimmy G was a fine option at quarterback, and I think Purdy can be the same. Uh, so again, if, if you need him in like a two-quarterback league, I have no problem putting him in there. Um, you don't love the matchups like we mentioned, but again, I think they scheme some things up for him where he can be successful. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot easier for him than for some of these other quarterbacks because he has those... Those people around him who are going to be the playmakers, they ha they have a good defense, and so he doesn't have to you know carry all the weight on his shoulders, which is is going to be um, good for him if he can just kind of uh, be mediocre. Then it's going to make him look great. Uh, wide receivers, um, Michael Gallup is could be taken in your league. He's sixty seven percent rostered, um, but uh, Dallas scored fifty four points. 
Uh, granted, some of them were touched, uh, defensive touchdowns, but um, Houston, Jacksonville, Philadelphia um, could be an interesting play. Yeah, um, I, I like him. Again, we'll go through a few more on this list, but I think he's the guy I like the most. Dallas established offense, they're really good. He finally looks healthy. He was coming back off of, I think, an ACL injury from last season. Kind of didn't look great the first few weeks of the year. Last week, uh, caught four balls, only 23 yards, but two touchdowns. I think they made an effort to get him the ball in the red zone. Um, and so, again, he's kind of the, the number two option in, in a really good offense. So um, I like Michael Gallup as an option moving forward. It's kind of like the wide receiver three flex range. Um, again, they can score a lot of points, and so you're taking a chance with all the guys they have there. But I could see Gallup scoring a lot moving forward. Uh, we're going to flip around here. Uh, let's go down to DJ Shark, uh, 27% rostered. Had a pretty good week last week playing Minnesota, the Jets in Carolina. We just kind of talked about Jared Goff and the quarterback play there. So um, I think I think he could definitely be a, a, a help in playoffs for you, um, depending on what that offense does. Yeah, he's, again, that's a good offense. Again, they have a lot of playmakers. They spread the ball around, but he's looked really good the weeks that he has played. The first week, he had 52 yards and a touchdown week one, and he's been kind of banged up since then. The last two weeks, though, seven points, nine points. So he's on a trajectory on the way up. Uh, He looks good, and I really like the matchup this week against Minnesota. Uh, Anyone you want to talk about here? Um, Let me look about this real quick. I'll throw out another one. Uh, Nico Collins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Houston, you don't want to really own anybody from Houston. And he's playing Dallas, Kansas City, and Tennessee. 39% rostered. Um, but they got to throw to someone, and they're going to be down. That, that's exactly it. So they're going to be losing every game. Uh, they're going to be, you know, in catch-up mode. And the last four weeks, and we talked about dropping Brandon Cooks for Nico Collins, and here's why, right? The last four weeks, uh, he had 10 targets, 7 targets, 9 targets, 10 targets. So they're throwing him the ball. He scored two of the last four weeks. Um, he's the best guy they got in when, when, when they're throwing the ball. So um, I I don't mind him as a play um, any of the next several weeks because they could be down 35 nothing at halftime this week against Dallas. They could be down 35 nothing against Kansas City next week, and they're going to throw. So, um, again, Davis Mills back in at quarterback. I think that's a little bit of an upgrade over Kyle Allen. Um, and so uh, I think we start seeing a little bit more from Nico Collins. Again, just you're playing – game script and you're playing uh, chances and again he's gotten the targets the last four weeks and i think that continues would you play him over brandon cooks yes all right you have it there um isaiah hodgins wait a minute who are you uh from the new york giants uh you're playing philadelphia washington and minnesota uh is he a wide receiver that you may want to own He's not, um, but again, it depends how deep your league is, how many wide receivers you need. He's not terrible. The Giants uh, don't really have a great pass-catching option. Uh, we've talked about Darius Slayton kind of being the number one guy right there, but that doesn't impress you too much. Hodgins caught a touchdown last week, five catches for 44 yards. So maybe the, the problem is the Giants just don't throw the ball enough to where you can kind of take chances on some of these guys. So that's why I like guys like DJ Chark or um, – you know, Michael Gallup, teams are going to throw the ball a little bit more with some better quarterback play. If I'm going to take chances on a guy, I'd rather lean towards a better quarterback on the better offense. All right, one more here. Demarcus Robinson from the Baltimore Ravens, uh, 23% rostered. Yeah, so he's kind of been the de facto number one receiver um, lately for them. He had a good game a few weeks ago. He's been kind of down the last couple of weeks, so I don't feel great about it. Eight targets last week certainly helps. Um 
I don't know what his rapport with Tyler Huntley is right now, but um, I don't trust him too much, so I try to avoid the Baltimore passing game if I could. Um, but again, there's worse options. I think you could do it than Marcus Robinson, who's kind of the number one receiver on his team outside of Mark Andrews. On to running backs. James Cook, Buffalo Bills, playing the New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, and Chicago, 31% rostered. Yeah, so he is one that I contemplated picking up this week. Um, the Bills have always been kind of a running back by committee, and they've never fully committed to Devin Singletary. And so last week, I think, was the first week we finally see James Cook get a big workload. He had 14 carries, uh, 64 yards. He also caught some balls in the passing game. He's worth 10 points. Um, I'm He's a guy I, I'm happy to put on my bench. I don't think I'm playing him yet until I see it more. Um, again, I like the, the Jets isn't a great matchup, but Miami and Chicago are. Um, and so he's a guy I might stash on my bench for this week, see how it shakes out again. And if he's the leading uh, ball carrier in the backfield, again, he's, you know, the number one running back on a, on a high scoring offense, one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, there's absolutely some value there. So I really like James Cook as a stash for this week. Um, and then you see what they're doing and then you play him moving forward. Zonovan, bam, night, 54% rostered. They do play Buffalo next, but then Detroit and Jacksonville. So, yeah, they play Buffalo, and I actually like that for him. He's a good pass-catching back. I think they'll have to be throwing the ball. Um, he, again, he's gotten the majority of the work the last two weeks. Uh, he's 14 carries two weeks ago, 15 carries last week, plus he's starting to catch passes for them as well. Um, so I like him, assuming Michael Carter doesn't play. Um, if he plays, obviously you're a little down on on night. But if Michael Carter is not playing, I'm I'm confident starting Zonovan Knight uh, even this week against Buffalo, um, and then obviously the the weeks after that it gets better uh, in terms of matchups. And Michael Carter was a full participant in practice uh, today on Wednesday, so it looks like he's on the way to playing. But you know what? It is nice to just say you know my white knight beats you. Uh, just play white. <laughs> just play the white knight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, he's a rookie, so maybe he's the guy they're looking at, at moving forward to see if he's going to be a piece of that offense. Uh, let's move down here a little bit. Uh, Ty Johnson, the New York Jets. Yeah, another guy that was getting some carries last week, too. So again, you kind of got to see how this backfield shakes out uh, between Knight, Johnson, Michael Carter. Um, Johnson, again, got work when Carter was out, so maybe he doesn't get work if Carter does come back. Um, all right. And Tony Jones Jr., 0% rostered from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they play Carolina, San Francisco, and Kansas City. Yeah, so I think there's, I don't know what's going on in, in, in Seattle. So they have, you know, DJ Dallas, obviously Kenneth Walker, sure, but they're all like kind of hurt and maybe will be playing. So just a lot of question marks there. Um, so I don't know if you love him as, even if he is the guy, I'm not sure you're you're super confident in that. Um, again, Carolina, San Francisco, Kansas City, all some decent defenses. Um, so I don't love playing Tony Jones, but again, I would just monitor that backfield because there's like three or four guys that could potentially play. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd stay away from that situation. Um, but definitely moderate. That's that's something to, to see what happens. Moving on to tight ends. Uh, I know you like this one. Greg Dulcich, 42% rostered, Kansas City, Arizona, and the Rams. And you just picked him up, right? I did. I actually picked him up in, in an eight-team league. And part of it was because the guy I'm playing needed a tight end. So I was just trying to block it in case he tried to pick up somebody else. Uh, but then the other thing is, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by him. So last week, eight targets, six catches, 85 yards. Um, again, tight end's a wasteland. And this guy has looked really good the times that he's played. So... I like him as a weapon. Uh, Cortland Sutton might not play this week. Jerry Judy's been banged up, and it's like 
I'm, I'm contemplating playing him this week because I think, again, they're going to get blown out by Kansas City, um, and they're going to be throwing the ball, and I think he might be literally the number one option in their passing game, even though I don't like Russell Wilson. Um, maybe they build off of last week where he did have 85 yards, and um, this year, 85 yards for a tight end is like you know 150 yards. Yeah. You, you take that if you can get it. Uh, Foster Moreau, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, 61% roster and playing the Rams, New England, and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I, I like him. You know, I don't – have they announced anything on Darren Waller? Like, is he just not coming back this year? Do we know? He just got the money and ran. Yeah, like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on with him. So. Uh, but there's no updates that I that I, I Yeah, of. honestly, haven't heard of anything in the last several weeks with him. So, uh, yeah, Moreau's a guy I like. Um, I think he got a touchdown two weeks ago. Um, one catch for 32 yards this past week, which you don't love. But they are making an effort to kind of try to throw him the ball. And I think it was last year when Waller was playing. Monroe still had like seven or eight touchdowns or something. He's a big red zone threat. So um, I kind of like him this week against the Rams. Um, and again, we're in desperate situation. So he's on there with a good passing offense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine starting Foster Monroe if you need a tight end. Noah Fant, uh, one of the top tight ends of this week, only 19% rostered, uh, goes to Carolina, San Francisco, uh, actually, home in Carolina, San Francisco, and then at Kansas City. Yeah, he's been kind of intriguing the last two weeks. Again, he played the Rams last week, four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and they've just thrown the ball really well. Uh, the problem is there they use like three or four different tight ends. He's probably the best one of them, but they just spread it around so much and play so many of them, it's hard to get uh, consistent production. But again, you're, you're you're looking for touchdowns, I think, you, you know, out of, out of the tight end position this year. And um, he's likely to score one as well. So I think Noah Fant is fine as an option. Uh, again, if you're just streaming tight ends looking for uh, good weeks. And, I mean, you got this guy thrown to you, you know. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Speaking so. of streaming quarterbacks, that's my guy this week. There you go. Uh, defenses. This one's going to be interesting, but the Las Vegas Raiders, 9% rostered, go go uh, to the Rams, and they play home at New England or with against New England, and then they go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I like them this week against the Rams. Certainly, uh, Rams O line is banged up. The one thing the Raiders probably do good defensively is rush the quarterback. I think Max Crosby's outstanding. Um, Chandler Jones uh, is also going to the other side, so I think you could see a lot of sacks this week. So, yeah, I don't have a problem starting them this week. I don't love them the next couple of weeks against again New England, Pittsburgh. Not great offenses, but um, the Raiders aren't a great defense either. So. Uh, I think you could find some better options than the Raiders, but I have no problem starting them this week. Um, Kansas City, 44% rostered, uh, play Denver, Houston, and Seattle. Yeah, this is one I really like. And in a different league, I actually picked them up a couple weeks ago um, just with one side I'd already clinched a playoff spot, knowing I would potentially use them for these matchups. You love the matchup in Denver. You love the matchup in Houston. Um, Seattle's fine. You don't, you don't mind that one. But Denver and Houston, those are outstanding matchups. Denver can't score more than 20 points, right? Houston, we've talked about several times. They're terrible. Um, so I really like Kansas City as a defense the next couple of weeks. All right, let's talk about matchups. Last week, um, LSA and I were 26 and 24. You were 28 and 22. Uh, we had Green Bay at Chicago. Uh, Green Bay by four points. And Green Bay covered uh, 28 to 19. We had the New York Jets. Uh, what happened with that one? You won, yeah. and me and Alceo picked Chicago. Uh, we had the New York Jets at Minnesota. Minnesota by three points, and Minnesota covered 27-22. to 22. Good game, good game. Yeah. 
Uh, you and Alaseo picked the Jets. I picked Minnesota. Woo, I got a win there. Tennessee at Philadelphia. Philly by five and a half. They uh, won 35 to 10, so they definitely covered. We all picked Philly. We all win. The Chargers by one and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders won 27 to 20. Um, you know, say I picked the Raiders and you picked the Chargers. I can't quit the Chargers, but I need to. Uh, India, uh, the Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas by 10 and a half <laughs> points. Uh, I think they covered that. 54 to 19 Dallas wins. We all picked Dallas. Um, so you had three wins. I think I also had three wins. And I had four wins. You won the week, yeah. Which means you are 31 and 24, still on top after an 0 and 4 start. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> uh, I am 30 and 25, and I'll say I was 29 and 26. So uh, we're all pretty close, and uh, we're coming down to the wire. We don't have that many weeks left, so. Let's talk about some of these matchups. We do have LSAO's picks, so we will let you know those. Um, New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo by nine and a half points. Uh, you want to? I'll, I'll start. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the Bills are a great team. The Jets are an okay team. Uh, but I think the Bills are going to win by nine and a half points. They're going to cover it. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be that. And uh, so I pick Buffalo. Um, we'll go in order. Okay. So go ahead. Um, I am – I wish this spread was ten and a half because then I would 100% take the Jets. Uh, but I'm still going to take the Jets. I think they're solid. I think they keep it close. Buffalo hasn't – and the one thing I worry about, Buffalo hasn't dominated a game uh, – Recently, right? They they were great at the beginning of the year, and they've kind of won a lot of close games. Um, I'm waiting on the kind of the Josh Allen comeback game, and they're they're back to being the number one seed since Kansas City lost. So I could see this being a big performance for Buffalo, but I am going to take the Jets plus a nine and a half. But I'm not shocked if Buffalo blows them out. And they just lost Von Miller, so you never know. Uh, Cleveland Browns uh, versus Cincinnati oh, Bengals. What did LSAO take for that one? Oh, I, I'm sorry. So LSAO took Buffalo yeah, as well. I figured he would. Um, Cleveland Browns versus Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals by five and a half points. Um, LSAO took Cincinnati Bengals uh, by five and a half points there. Uh, I think that, man, Cincinnati's a really good team. But I just have a feeling that uh, Deshaun's going to come in and be like, hey, I got this. I had a bad start but I'm going to be better. I don't think he's going to be great. But I think he's going to do enough to at least cover the points, maybe win the game. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Ooh, okay. Um, I really liked what I saw last week from Cincinnati against uh, Kansas City. Um, so I think that they are starting to get on a roll like they did last year. So I think they're really coming on. Uh, give me the Bengals by five and a half. All right. Hopefully I win that one because you guys both picked Cincinnati. Um, next up, we got the Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas by 17 points. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm first here. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm first, right? Oh, I thought you just went Did first. I go? Did I go? Yeah, I went first. All right, you go. Yeah. Um, 
I this again, 17 points is so many points. I hate Houston. I love what Dallas has been doing. It's one of those things where you're just like, how many points is Houston going to score, right? And you're like, on their best day, they're going to score like 13. And so for Dallas to cover, they have to score 30. I'm like, yeah, they scored 54 last week. So it's hard to take a team by 17, but I have to do it. I just zero faith in Houston. Uh, so give me Dallas. You know what? I would love to go against you guys, but I Dallas is too. We just, we just saw them destroy, <laughs> and they're going to do it again. Uh, they are a great team. Right? Somebody said that at the beginning of this. I year. wish I this game meant more like Houston and Dallas, like two Texas football teams. Like it should mean more, you know? Like it's like, you know, Raiders and like the, you know, the Chargers, right? It's yeah. like LA rival. Like it should mean more. Just Houston's terrible and it doesn't. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kill it. Um and they're gonna definitely cover the seventeen. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco by three points. Um. All right. Uh, me first, or I'll say first. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. So, uh, what was the point spread? I just said it. Three. Uh, three. three for so, San Fran. Uh, San Fran by three. Obviously, they don't have Jimmy G. Um, so Brock is gonna throw the rock, and uh, run the rock or whatever he needs to do with it. But I still think that they are going to beat Tampa Bay. This is a scary one because you know Tom Brady kind of just. There was a glimmer there in that fourth quarter comeback, and it's like, wait a minute, okay, this is Tampa Bay is starting to get healthy. They're starting to to maybe be able to turn the corner there, uh, but I still think that the 49ers are going to cover the three points and take this. LSAO also picked San Francisco 49ers by three. So how crazy is it that Brock Purdy is a three-point favorite over Tom Brady, right? Like, I would be, like, telling my my parents about that. Like, that'd be, like, what an accomplishment, right? Like, you're favored by three points over the greatest quarterback of all time. And deservedly so. Um, I don't think that Tampa looked terrible. And then, again, they came back. I think New Orleans lost that game more than Tampa Bay won it. Um, and so, again, we've been waiting all year for Tampa to just put it together. And they just can't. Uh, the O-line's decimated. San Francisco's defense is so good. They dominated Miami, who has a really good offense last week. So I just, again, Brock Purdy or, or you know whoever at quarterback, I'm still taking San Francisco because I think their defense dominates Tampa, and Brock Purdy does just enough to, to win and cover the spread. Uh, Miami Dolphins by two and a half points over the Los Angeles Chargers. LSAO picked Miami. Yeah, this one's... God, I said it earlier. I said I can't quit the Chargers. And so as much as I, I, I want to take Miami here, but then I'm like, no, nah, the Chargers are a home dog, two and a half points. They probably put it together and they win. But honest to God, I just can't do it. Their defense is terrible. Uh, give me Miami. All right. Um, Miami should win this game. Uh, but someone's got to go against you guys, right? And the Chargers, you know, they just got – not destroy, but they just lost to the Raiders, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, hey, man, we got to win something. So they're going to lose to the Raiders, but they're going to beat Miami, which is, that's the NFL for you. That's how it goes. And that's the Chargers. They're so up and down. So, yeah, it, it, had you gone first and taken Miami, I probably would have taken the Chargers. Yeah, so someone's I don't do love it. taking Miami, but I have to quit the Chargers sometime. Or they can lose by one. I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> just cover the points, all right? <laughs> uh, tune in next week to see the results of those. And now for our favorite segment ever. All right, last week you said 
the White Knight himself, Mike White, was going to have 400 yards and three touchdowns. And he had 369 yards. That's a lot. No touchdowns. He ran, he ran one in, for the record. Oh, he ran one. Okay. He didn't throw one in. He didn't throw one in. So one touchdown. Uh, he had a great game. Uh, 400 yards and three touchdowns is an amazing game, but he, he had a, he had a pretty good game. The problem was, yeah, they kicked too many field goals, so they didn't didn't convert enough touchdowns. Um, I had DJ Shark for 87 yards and two touchdowns. He got 98 yards and zero touchdowns. Still not, not a bad, bad. You know, not bad. Take that nine points. If he would have scored a touchdown, that would have been a great week. Um, and I think he's going to be a good um, play moving forward as well. LSAO had Trevor Lawrence for 315 yards and three TDs. He had 179 yards and one. So not not quite as good as we thought there. Uh, yeah, that was last week. So let's move into this week. Um, I'll just start it off there. We talked about him. Not your favorite. Uh, you don't like to play these guys, these wide receivers from this team, but I think he's going to have a good week. Uh, Tyler Huntley is going to throw. He's not going to be the one who's going to have a good week, though. Demarcus Robinson is 13% owned, and he's going to get you 114 yards and two touchdowns this week because that Pittsburgh defense against the wide receiver, uh, that can happen. So Huntley may run, but he's going to pass also. Uh, Pittsburgh is the uh, second most, has the second most, gives up the second most points to the wide receiver. Yada, yada. LSAO had our favorite quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, I was like Matt Ryan. <laughs> He's going to go for 330 yards and three touchdowns this week. And I hope he does because I'm a Raider fan. Don't know if I believe it, but we'll see. Uh, Devontae Adams is ridiculous. And you can just throw him the ball every play. So, you know, it's every possible. Play. Uh, who do you got this week? Okay, so I'm going to go. I, I, I'm curious what his roster percentage is, so I'm going to let you look this up shortly. However, I am going to take a guy who's playing against a defense that has allowed these numbers. So this this defense has given up 26 plays of 30 yards or more, dead last in the league. They've given up 13 touchdowns from outside of the red zone, last in the league. They give up 6.7 yards per play on first down, last in the league. And they give up uh, 43% of the drives against them result in points. So, again, this is a team that has a terrible defense. There's going to be a lot of points scored. I am taking from the Miami Dolphins, not Tyreek Hill, not Jalen Waddell. I'm taking wide receiver three, Trent Sherfield, four catches, 140 yards, one touchdown, and that touchdown will be over 50 yards. Woo, you heard it there. He is 1% roster. Yep. <laughs> so go pick him up because he's going to go balls to the wall. Thanks, everyone. Um, remember to check out our website, and uh, you can, we have a Twitter also. So, uh, Fantasy Fools Pod, Fantasy Fools P O D on Twitter. Um, just tweet us with your questions and I will maybe answer them on the podcast, you know, and tell you how fools do it. But until then, you know, don't be a fool. Stay in school, as I would say.